0: Welcome to the Mindful Business Podcast, created for wellness entrepreneurs who are ready to expand their brand and business. I'm Tasha Dobie, a website and brand designer, helping wellness entrepreneurs flourish online. This bi-monthly podcast will cover all aspects of running your business, from mindset, website design, brand strategy, productivity tips, and more. Welcome back to a new episode, I hope you all had a great Easter weekend. We went away with friends, which was so refreshing and nice, it's always nice to get outside of London for a bit. This week is a bit of a busy one for me, as I'm sure it is for you as well, because of the long weekend, this week and last week are only four days long, which I can definitely feel in my workload. Which leads me to the answer of this week's check-in, where we ask the question, what does mindful business mean to you? My answer this week would be discipline, something that each and every one of us has or have the capability for. Being disciplined enough to stick to your wants and your goals is what this week is all about for me. So I'm focusing on sticking to a schedule and making sure that I use my time productively so that I can get all my tasks done in these four days. Discipline also comes into play when you have something that you want to perfect, whether it is your career, playing the piano, or building a workout routine, it doesn't matter. The only way that you can get there is by being disciplined enough to stay consistent. I recently got the book 101 Essays That Will Change The Way You Think by Brianna Weist as a gift and let me just say this is the best book I have ever read. Every single essay in this book is so beautifully written and is so profound and there's one particular essay that I read in this book that I would like to share with you today. This essay is titled The Psychology of Getting Unstuck and the Three Stages of Making Habits Autonomous. And the essay reads, success is more a product of habit than it is a skill. To excel at something, you must be able to do it prolifically. Many people write well, few people write well and consistently. What separates experts from the rest of us is a blend of profound self-control, disciplined routine, and unwavering dedication. While natural skill is more or less something you are born with, self-control is something that you develop. Most people believe the opposite is true, that they can perfect their talents, but that the drive to do so will come easily. The essay continues to read, Our minds have a limited means of self-control. This is to say, we are only capable of withholding ourselves from our impulses and desires for a period of time each day. With practice, we can extend that period, but it is finite regardless. People who understand to use their time wisely, they minimize what doesn't matter and then they focus. Over time, it becomes second nature. In fact, in the 1960s, psychologists identified three different specific stages they must go through in order to acquire those skills. The first stage is cognitive, when we first intellectualize the task, make mistakes, and ultimately devise new strategies to perform better. The second stage is associative when effort is still required to complete the task, but it is less mentally strenuous than it was before. Some aspects of the tasks are beginning to come a little bit more naturally, but mistakes are still being made. Third stage is autonomous, where we go into autopilot, or in most cases flow, as I like to call it, where we release ourselves from the conscious focus and we let our programming take over. And the essay continues to say, However, it is sometime between the last two stages that we get caught in some sort of plateau. We do the task often enough, but our expectation of how we should perform is still miles away from what we think it should be. It is what Ira Glass calls the creative gap, the point which most people actually give up. She says, for the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's just not. But your taste, the thing that still keeps you going and that keeps you in the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past the stage. They quit. If you are just starting out or you are still in this phase, you got to know that it is normal and that the most important thing to do is work. Put yourself on a deadline every week to finish one story. It's only by going through a volume of work that you will close that creative gap and that your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I have ever met. It's gonna take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just gotta fight your way through it. Did you know that you can take matters into your own hands and build a stunning, beautiful, functioning website without any website building or coding experience needed. I've been building Squarespace websites for a few years now and I've taken everything that I've learned and built stunning website templates that are fully customizable, easy to use, and can help you launch your business in just a few days. If this sounds like exactly what you need, I have a special offer for you. Visit tashadobe.uk forward slash templates and use the code mindful for 20% off your purchase. To the episode. And the essay closes with, the difference between people who persevere to see their work rise to their standards and the people who toss in the towel is not one of sheer unprecedented talent. It's a matter of having the often uncomfortable commitment to keep growing. If you don't have the desire nor the ability to push past the plateau, then the exodus is a means of showing you how there's something else better suited for you. If you do, it means you must eliminate the unnecessary details, work through your current threshold of self-control and keep going. Getting unstuck is realizing that you were never stuck in the first place. You only stopped to ask yourself, is this what I'm here for? This essay completely blew me away. Especially the part where she writes about your taste being the reason your work disappoints you. Reading that immediately sends me back to a place where I remember wanting to be better, wanting to do better work, but not having the skills, whether they were creative skills or the actual coding skills. I would say it was a combination of both, really. This essay also proves that by being aligned with your desires and being willing to push through and show up every day is a guaranteed way of succeeding and growing, whatever that looks like for you. And where habits come in, like I've spoken about in previous episodes, is by being consistent and by managing your time. As someone who finds comfort in being organized and having things planned out, having every single day planned out down to the hour allows me not to get overwhelmed and allows me to stay on top of everything that I need to do and allows me to actually do more and spend time on every single idea that I have, knowing that I'm actually crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's that I have. But this doesn't only apply to business. Being mindful about your time and allowing yourself time every single day is so important to get into the right frame of mind. Whether it is to do yoga, go on a long walk, journaling, or just taking time to cook your dinner every single night, setting healthy and productive habits to perfect your skills, grow and become unstuck is what will allow you to run your business and life mindfully. That is it for this week's episode. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram at mindfulbusinesspodcast and I will see you next week.